Luke chapter 22. And our text for this morning is the verse 61. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. It is indeed the true saying that the best of men <coughs> are only men at best. And the scriptures give us many examples of that truth. <coughs> Listen to this. Noah was a just man and perfect the word perfect means upright in his generations and Noah walked with God then later with great sadness we read these words and he Noah drank of the wine and was drunken and he was uncovered in his tent Genesis 9 21 Noah experienced what Solomon said about wine he said look not now upon the wine when it is red when it giveth its colour in the cup when it moveth itself aright listen at the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder and many have experienced that Look, Proverbs 23, <coughs> verses 31 and 32. And oh, how Noah felt the sting of the adder that night. That's right, Noah, <coughs> the man who walked with God, left that path where he was walking with God and felt the sting of the adder, the bite of the serpent. And then how can we forget the fall of David, king of Israel, a man of whom it was written, and David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. First Samuel 18, verse 14. What a testimony David had until the day that he behaved himself unwisely. It was a time, we're told, when kings go forth to battle. But David didn't go that day. And it cost him dearly. 
For a while he walked upon the roof of his house. He saw Bathsheba and committed a grievous sin with Bathsheba. Second Samuel 11 verses 2 to 4. You think of David, you think of Noah, many others. We say higher the mighty fallen. <clears throat> you could say that about Peter. Peter, the most zealous of all the disciples, we but we could say. And how Peter failed. It makes sad reading indeed. Peter did not behave himself wisely. That night he denied he denied ever knowing the Lord. Denied ever knowing him. Let Peter's fall be a warning to us all. First of all, I want us to look at the steps of Peter. Now Peter's denial of the Savior and his fall did not take place immediately. No, we need to look at Peter's steps leading up to his denials and leading up to this time when the Lord turned and looked upon him and Peter went out and wept bitterly we look at the steps of Peter leading up to that point <clears throat> we see first of all his pride Solomon has told us pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall a haughty spirit before a fall Proverbs 16 verse 18 and I remember those words were true of anyone they were true of Simon Peter because his pride and self confidence caused Peter to stumble and fall there we see his pride and his boasting Luke 22 verse 33 and he said unto him Lord I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death and he said the Lord said I tell thee Peter the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt deny thrice deny that thou knowest me contradicted the Lord <coughs> full of pride that's what Luke said but turn over to Mark and see what Mark said Mark and his account gives us a fuller account of the pride of Peter Mark 14 verse 27 and Jesus said unto them 
All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written. Mark those words. For it is written. The Lord's referring to the scriptures. He's referring to Zechariah 13 and verse 7. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But after I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. Talk about pride. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this day, even this night before the cock crow, twice thou shalt deny me thrice. But he spake the more vehemently. That's hard to take in. He spake the more vehemently, contradicting the Savior. Yea, he spake the more vehemently, if I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also said they all. Now just think of it. The Lord said to Peter, As it is written, As it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. So the Lord's quoting scripture. But Peter contradicted scripture. No. Though all forsake thee, yet will not I. He contradicted scripture and he contradicted the Lord. The Lord's words. Scripture is the Lord's word. And the Lord spoke to Peter that night. If I should die with thee. Yet will I not forsake thee. He contradicted the Lord. He contradicted scripture. His pride blinded him. To what the Lord. And the scripture said. It's hard to take in isn't it. Someone like Peter. To contradict the Lord and contradict Scripture in this way. Once again, quoting Solomon <coughs> and his warning against pride. Proverbs twenty nine twenty three: A man's pride shall bring him low. And boy, that it brings Peter low that night so his fall began with his pride and then we see the next step had to do with prayer it had to do with the fact that Peter didn't pray when the Lord took Peter James and John with him to pray look at Luke 
22 then in verse 40 <coughs> and when he was at the place he said unto them pray that ye enter not into temptation and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed verse 46 said unto them the Lord came to them and said unto them why sleep ye rise and pray lest ye enter into temptation and so the Lord told Peter <coughs> and the others to pray lest ye enter into temptation if you pray it will help to keep you from, temp from yielding to temptation the Lord specifically told Peter and the others that. Not only did the Lord tell his disciples here, including Peter, why they were to pray. But you remember when the Lord gave to them what's often described as the Lord's Prayer? The Lord told them what to pray for. Pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, Matthew 6, 13. And oh, how earnestly we ought to take those words to heart. The Christian who neglects prayer will more readily fall into temptation. Well, Peter didn't pray that night <coughs> and he fell into temptation. He didn't pray and he denied the Lord three times. He didn't pray <coughs> and he declared that he didn't even know the Lord. The Lord told him, pray that ye enter not into temptation. Well, that night Peter yielded to temptation and when he was challenged, no, he didn't know the Lord Jesus. So we notice Peter's pride. We notice Peter regarding prayer. Then we notice his path. I find it most interesting what we are told about Peter after he neglected prayer. Luke 22 verse 54 <coughs> Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house and Peter followed afar off. Not interesting. When he neglected prayer, what was the result? He followed the Lord afar off. Surely, where the Christian ought to be, and surely where the Christian wants to be, is walking by the side of the Saviour walking close to him 
Didn't the Lord tell us that men ought always to pray and not to faint? And if we pray and pray always, we will not be following the Lord afar off. We'll be walking with the Lord. We've often quoted Spurgeon. Spurgeon says he never goes. He never prays more than 15 minutes. But he says there's never 15 minutes in which he doesn't pray. And Spurgeon was a man (coughs) who walked with God. But Peter neglected the grace of prayer. What was the result? He followed the Lord afar off. If we neglect the place of prayer, we can be sure. That's where our steps will be, following the Lord afar off. So we have considered the steps of Peter. Then as I look at the seating of Peter, it is a pity that Peter did not give attention to the words of the psalmist David. Listen to what David said. You're probably familiar with them. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And where was Peter that night? Sitting in the seat of the scornful. You look there. Verse 54. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house and Peter followed the Lord far off and when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together Peter sat down among them Don't matter of time follow the Lord afar off and you'll soon be sitting down <coughs> in the seat of the scornful. Here we have his company, his company. <coughs> Following the Lord afar off, as I said, it was only a matter of time before Peter was sitting down in the company of the of the scornful, sitting down in the wrong company. How sad that the one who pledged loyalty to Christ now he didn't want anything to do with them. It's hard to take in. That makes sad reading. The Lord's disciple. Follow me, the Lord has said, and I will make you fishers of men. And yet here we have Peter and he's in the company of the scornful. 
He's in the company of the ungodly. He's actually sitting down with them. <coughs> By so doing, Peter really sought to distance himself from the one who he said he would die for. Sad reading. Likewise, you go back to the Old Testament. Reminds us of Lot. Lot separated himself from the man of God, namely Abraham. And what did he do? When he separated from Abraham, <coughs> we're told he pitched his tent toward Sodom. Toward Sodom. He could not have gone in a worse direction. <coughs> Genesis 13 tells us the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. That's where Lot went to. And again, it was only a matter of time. Like Peter, it was only a matter of time before he was sitting down amongst the Sodomites. For we read Genesis 19 and 1 when the angels came where did they find them? Sitting in the gate of Sodom. He pitched his tent towards Sodom. <coughs> and again as I said it was only a matter of time before he was at the gate of Sodom. That would have been the very worst place for not to have gone in the gate of Sodom. Lot went from bad to worse as did Peter. Sitting in the company of the ungodly it's only a matter of time. Listen it was only a matter of time before Peter became like the ungodly that he was sitting with. That's right. No one can keep company with the ungodly without being influenced by their behaviour and by their language. That leads us to the next point. We see his company and we're told about his conversations. Looking at Peter's fall from grace that night as I've said makes sad reading indeed. <coughs> he had been chosen and called and sent forth to proclaim the truth to proclaim the truth to preach the gospel look at Luke 22 and verse 57 and he denied him saying woman I know him not I know him not verse 58 
And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And verse 60, And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. Think of it. He was called to go out and proclaim the truth. And yet here we have a record of Peter lying once, twice, three times. He lied. He was he who was the declared the truth lied and lied and lied again. <coughs> See, it wasn't long after being in the company of the ungodly that he became like the ungodly. He used their language. Mark 14. Mark 14. And now we read in verse 70. And he denied it again. And a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean. Thy speech agreeeth thereto. And he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom ye speak. Hard to take in again, isn't it? He began to curse and to swear. It was in the company of the ungodly. He lied as the ungodly do. And soon he used the language of the ungodly. We know that all right. Quite into a supermarket or wherever. And you hear the language of the ungodly. And here's Peter. And he used the language of the ungodly. There's something else here. Look there again at that verse 71 in Mark 14. And he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom ye speak. I know not this man. It was only a short time before when the Lord challenged the disciples and said whom do ye say that I am and Peter spoke up and said thou art the Christ the son of the living God but here <coughs> the best he could do was just to say I know not the man I know not the man he had addressed him on other occasions as Master and Lord. 
the best they could do here was I know not the man. He couldn't bring himself to use the Lord's name. Christ, the Son of the living God. No, it was just I know not the man. He's just a man now. Typical, isn't it? Of someone who followed the Lord afar off and got down into the company of the ungodly. As far as Peter was concerned, <coughs> it was as if he was embarrassed. call the Lord by his proper name Christ the son of the living God the master the Lord the best he could do was to call him the man once again you see the steps of Peter going down further and further and further down so we have Peter's company and the conversations that leads us to the crowing even as Peter was denying his Lord even as he was speaking for the third time and denying the Lord, we read in verse 60 <coughs> and immediately while he yet spake <coughs> the cock crew just as the Saviour had said the Lord knew the moment Peter's denial the Lord knew the moment that the cock would crow for he is God of course and the best Peter could do there at that moment was just to refer to him as a man the saviour knew the end from the beginning even the moment that the bird would crow amazing isn't it the Lord said that and when he denied the Lord the third time the cock crowed exactly as the Lord said he is God and yet in his denials Peter could only speak of the Lord as being the man brings us finally from the steps of Peter the seating of Peter now in the sorrow of Peter the sorrow again there in our text <coughs> in verse 61 and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter 
There we have the look, the look of Christ. The Lord was obviously in a place where he could see Peter, and Peter could see him. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. I've often thought about that look of the Lord. That look of Christ must have penetrated the very heart of Peter. The Lord looked into the very heart of this man. And you know, I believe it was also a look of sorrow on the part of Christ that he looked upon Peter and felt sorry for him. Felt sorry for him. Seeing one who had promised so much yet had fallen so far. But then that is typical of our Saviour. As typical of our Saviour. No. The Lord didn't say to Peter, I want nothing more to do with you. That look wasn't the look of anger. was a look of sorrow. The Lord, the Lord was sorrowful because of Peter. The Lord's heart went out to Peter. He had a compassion on his erring servant. Perhaps Peter had this in mind when he wrote in his first epistle he said be ye all of one mind having compassion one of another love as brethren be pitiful be courteous First Peter 3 and 8 but when you look at those words Peter's really describing Christ having compassion one of another love as brethren be pitiful be courteous we feel the Lord many times I believe every Christian <coughs> would confess to that. But the Lord will never cast us off. Bless his name. He never has and he never will. But when he looks upon us and our failures, it's the look of pity, the look of compassion. And the Lord ready to restore us 
to a closer walk with him. We have a wonderful Savior. As well as the look, they have the lament. The look of the Lord brought conviction to Peter. And we read, Peter went out and wept bitterly. Verse 62. Uh, we should point out that when he went out and went bitterly <coughs> he didn't go out and quietly sob no the word means that he cried like a child he cried aloud you can just imagine Peter walking down the street and people near him or around him could hear him crying. He wept bitterly. Peter was a broken man. Really? Whenever a believer weeps over their sin, that's a good sign. That's the step back to fellowship with the Lord. And that's where Peter started out. But he went out and went bitterly. It was the first step to his restoration. As we will see, Lord willing, next week. Let's bow in prayer. Lord, dear Lord, loving God, how sad it is to see a man like Peter <coughs> fall so far. In his pride, self-confidence, his boasting, his promises, what he would do for the Lord. And yet, Lord, it all failed. Lord, have us to learn from Peter's experience. Lord, save us from pride and self-confidence and boasting of what we can do. Pray, Lord, I will write thy word upon our hearts. Be with us, Lord, as we gather around the table. And for any who are not able to stay, bless them in their journey home. We pray in our Saviour's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.